Now with me in studio is Dr. Chris van der Merwe. He is the CEO of Stadio, uh, the tertiary private education group. Revenues rose for, uh, for the six months to the end of June uh, from 35 million to 300 million. Uh, and the company managed to turn a headline loss of 0.8 cents uh, a share into a headline earnings of around 4 cents a share. Um, but uh, uh, Chris, uh, welcome to the show. The big story, that's the number of students you have on your campuses, you know, you, uh, following your courses. Uh, and that rose from 1,100 to, to close to 28,000 under the period. Most of that coming from acquisitions. Uh, obviously, these results are not really comparable. W- what, are, what are your views on, on the performance in, during the period? Yes, Rake. So, um, obviously, we are... Uh, satisfied with the results. Um, you would recall that in the pre-listing statement, we promised the marketplace that we would aim to make f- more or less 40 million rand PAT at the end of this year. And then in the following year, that's now by the end of next year, uh, we promised them that our expectations uh, were always to hit approximately seven million. And the reason why we are so excited about this business is because we feel there's a there's a wide um, market. Uh, maybe we must inform the listeners that uh, currently there's about 1.2 million students in uh, public universities and only about 167,000 in the private space. But then again, the National Development Plan wants this country to have 1.6 million tertiary students by 2030. So a huge market. Uh, actually, um, the demand is so high that uh, we argue that we want to build a stadio multiversity that can accommodate 100,000 students by um, post-2026. Obviously, in terms of the pre-listing statement, we promised the market 56,000 children by 2026. Um, yes, so you, uh, you know, to, uh, for 100,000 students, you are a quarter of the way there. Um, I believe off air, you told me you are on 30,000 studio, uh, students currently. Um, you know, do you foresee that the, the balance or the 70,000 would come predominantly from uh, acquisitions? Uh, your balance sheet is ungeared. I think you have around 300 million rand cash in the bank. Uh, how, how do you foresee that, that growth uh, trajectory, you know, organic versus uh, acquisitions? Right. The, um, the interesting news or statistics uh, is actually that our youngsters battle to actually get access to our public universities because many of them have limited infrastructure, meaning that their classes are full, and B, the state can only do so much. The state can only subsidize so many students. As a matter of fact, from 2015 up to this year, we actually saw the first year intake in public universities to be rather flat. Uh, It stood at 171,000 first years entering the public universities uh, at the beginning of 2016, and that number stayed flat. So that is an indicator that the universities, the public universities, or then the popular universities can't take any more students. That leaves us with a situation that thousands of students that actually pass with BD exemptions at the end of grade 12 cannot get access. And it's those youngsters that we say we want to service. So if you take cognizance of that, let me let me give the listeners an example. Um, at, a, at a particular public university that we all know very well, um, 20,000 qualifying students all uh, obtaining BD 
uh, exemption at the end of grade 12, uh, try to get access. That university could only take 5,000. So there's lots and lots of youngsters that unfortunately can't get placement. And that's the role study I want to play in the future. What is the difference in uh, study fees between uh, the Stadio uh, offerings and you know, public universities? In line with what parents pay now, our distance learning programs are offered at about 22,000 rand per annum. And if you do a stock standard bachelor's uh, degree, meaning it's a three-year degree, it runs at about 48 to 50,000 uh, uh, rand per annum. Um, and financing, uh, are the external financing available for, for students? Uh, Rake, I don't know whether uh, you can remember what when, but when we started Kiro, we said we want to do something good for this country. And we adopted a policy to actually allocate 4% of our turnover to youngsters that A, have the passion and B, really want to study something. Uh, so a particular percentage, it sits at about 3% currently of our turnover, we allocate for bursaries. So that's what our company actually does in terms of corporate social responsibility. But then again, we are busy engineering um, mechanisms uh, to help uh, fund students. Now remember, we can't actually do that because then you must register as a certified a financial, uh, uh, you know, supplier or institution, but we are doing our bit in terms of a percentage of turnover. Mm. Um, ov obviously, your your big project at the moment is this campus in Durbanville. Um, it is a big acquisition of the land, at least. Um, take us through this whole project. When do you believe the first classes to take place? Yes, so I don't think uh, the, the parents currently um, understand that we already have 18 buildings across the nation. And we actually developed three standalone faculties of education, one in, in Durban and one in Waterfall Estate in Johannesburg and also a third one in Montana. So we did three already, but these are single faculties. So the one in Durbanville is our first attempt to construct a fully fledged comprehensive campus that will accommodate 5,000 contact learning students spread over approximately eight faculties and also catering for about 15,000 DL or distance learning students. So that's our first specimen of a comprehensive campus. If everything goes according to plan, we will start moving Earth uh, April next year and we will open this uh, campus of ours February 2021. So we are extremely excited because this model is going to be the scalable model in Stadio. Yeah, well, that's a three-year window to to for construction. Um, just the the uh, your curriculums are they affiliated with uh, international universities? So, if you want to open an institute for higher education in the private space in South Africa, you've got to oblige with a regulator. Now, there's two regulators. The one is the DHET, Department of Higher Education and Training, and the other one, of course, the Council on Higher Education. The Council on Higher Education accredits your degrees, and the Department of Higher Education and Training uh, give, gives you the license for your site. So you've got to be accredited or licensed at both institutions. Um, so we've got to adhere to the regulatory environment. We do so. So interesting what the parents don't normally realize is that our written curricula in the private space is um, adjudicated by the same panel of curriculum assessors sitting at the council 
on higher education than in comparison with our public partners. So no difference in the curriculum quality between publics and the privates. What is your relationship with government and the, the various departments of education? Raik, I, I can confidently say that my personal relationship with Minister Nalidi Pandor is very good. We had a very, very good engagement a couple of months ago where I quote the minister. She said, Chris... If I take a look at a public university or whether I take a look at an institute for higher education in the private space, you both fulfill the same function. We need both to widen access. So I don't, if I view the two, I don't see any differences. The minister even challenged me and said, I want you to try and develop all the faculties that one would normally find on a fully-fledged public university because the country needs engineers, they need architects, they need teachers. So let's start there. Um, Relationship with Nolidi Pandor, very good. Then also with the CHE Solid, we absolutely, we engage with them uh, at least three times per annum. Same with DHET. We all understand, Rake, that there's a huge need for our youngsters to get access, and we are all trying our level best to do so. Yeah, I think that's uh, the key problem is education in the country. Everybody knows it. It just seems to be a bit of a challenge to fix it. Um, just lastly, uh, looking forward, I know with a business like Stadio, which is in a significant investment phase, it's difficult to predict the future. Uh, but what do you expect for the for the short and, and medium term for Stadio? Yes, so I foresee very good growth, A, and B, uh, you must understand the model because you have the luxury of supplying distance learning and contact learning. The CAPEX spin that's required by tertiary campuses isn't so big as in comparison with a, a school model. So, number one, we are sticking to our pre-listing statement. We want to supply the country with a multiversity accommodating 100,000 students over time. But in the meantime, I'm sticking to the pre-listing statement and I need to supply 56,000 students by 2026 and that's our first priority. Well, good luck with that quest. It won't only be good for Stadio, but definitely for the country as well. Thank you for coming in, Dr. Chris van Amerwe, CEO of Stadio. And that's it for this edition of the MoneyWeb Admiral Show. From myself, Raik van Kerk and the MoneyWeb team, thanks for tuning in.